Oh man, what a joyous week. Mm. What a joyous few days it's been. It's like the only thing missing from this past week is like 102 degree weather and locusts. Yes. You know, it's just I think that would just complete the the shit rainbow that has Shh. been reality yeah. thus far. All the different colors of shit. Oh man, you have you have like the um, beer shits. Mm-hmm. You have the the bunch of crunch shits. Oh, the beef and barley's. Mm. The uh, <laughs> mm. you have your green shits. Oh, the yeah. green shits. Yeah. yeah, after you've eaten like something or drank like a bunch of Gatorade. Yeah, G. The- <laughs> fierce. It's fierce. Oh. Fierce. Cool blue as ice. Mm. Or a what? lot of crunch berries. Uh, <laughs> crunch berries do they still make those yeah they still make those man the things that we put into our bodies i know you know what's crazy is that recently i've been dr- like i've been drinking a lot of beet juice oh um i don't know have you ever drank like a lot of beet juice nope you will eventually think that some like you Not have since in- the last time i've been to shelbyville <laughs> that's turnip juice that's t- oh <laughs> sorry you're right Right, I stand corrected. Get your facts straight, man, <laughs> Steve-O. You're right, you're right. But uh, beet juice, uh, if you drink enough of it, you will think you have internal bleeding and are dying. <laughs> because it's so red that it comes out in your poops and your pee. Like, you're just like, oh my God, my kidneys are failing. I have pancreatic cancer. It is over. Oh, man, that stuff looks like it will... It will stain the inside of yeah, your body. Beats, you yeah, know, definitely. Like, you'll never be rid of that. Oh, man. Uh, but yes, coming back to <laughs> going away from fluids <laughs> and going back into the... the. It's uh, like to call it shit, I think, is a disservice. Like it's been a shit week, yeah, but it's been like... Oh, man, it's these these topics are so hard to cover. Mm. Uh, because it's so it's so heartbreaking it's so harrowing that there's no there's no like joke to it there's no like wit- witty quip that we can come up with that could you know cuz uh, we we both do kind of a comedic take on on you know modern days events it's how we keep from crying. Yeah, exactly. But uh, just to remind folks, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And you're listening to Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. So. Yeah, to continue. Uh, this past weekend, we had two mass shootings within 13 hours of each other. Back to back. That's in, harsh. In Dayton and El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Um, Dayton, Ohio. Right, Dayton, Ohio. Um, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, you know, the the crazy thing is, I can I can only speak from a like a personal standpoint. I remember that uh, Saturday evening hearing about the Dayton shooting and thinking to myself, "Oh man, not again!" You know, but also taking note that it's it's almost become commonplace in my psyche now. You know, you're not really surprised anymore. The shock has worn off because it's become normal in America. Then I went to sleep and woke up the next day and I saw the news cycle talking about another mass shooting. And it took me a while to figure out like, oh, my God, 
this is another one. Right? Because for me, I was just like, I guess I got the first one wrong. Because it was just like, I thought it was in Dayton. No, I thought it was in El Paso. It's actually in Dayton. Why was I thinking El Paso? And then I'm like, no, 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 no. They're two different shootings. Yeah. They're two different mass shootings. Um, So uh, it kind of, it, it knocked me for a loop. And I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe it. And what was even worse was the, and we'll get to it in a little bit, was the response by um, the occupier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that whole response was, uh, it was like terrible, mm. like the possibly it, it's it's so it's so terrible it's it's hard for me to to wrap like i feel like i'm still wrapping my head around you see something so horrific or like you hear about something so horrific that it takes you a while to like just to like process it and i feel like i'm still going through it yeah so um but still the the uh, and and it comes on both fronts it's the response to it and the actual motivations of the el paso and the dayton shootings yeah um because they are they are fueled by 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 the hatred being espoused by the occupier mm-hmm. so uh, the, the the thing that strikes me about them is that uh, the El Paso shooter was uh, he directly quoted Trump in his manifesto. Um, according to, according to the New York Post, he was Antifa, which is a bunch of horse shit. Uh, I, it, it's uh, something that a bunch of right wing trolls have posted on their on their websites, and the New York Post took that and slapped it on its front page. New York Post garbage has been garbage, garbage for years, and and we know this. Um, we know for a fact, directly from the manifesto, that the language that Donald Trump uses has been lifted and used by the El Paso shooter. The thing that really disgusts me, though, is that the uh, the GOP has tried in some roundabout way to associate the, um, the Dayton shooter uh, with the left because he mentioned that he was a fan of Elizabeth Warren. And um, I believe it was said like brilliantly and succinctly on the Young Turks uh, shortly after uh, that particular news started to drop. It's just like, let's look deeper into this because just connecting to a candidate or some public figure is not enough. And obviously, like I'm paraphrasing here, like an escape for people who want to uh, ensconce themselves in whataboutism. Like, when you look at Trump, since the very beginning, since before his campaign started, he's participated in racist language. He's singled out Latinos, especially of certain regions, and made the border crisis into some sort of quote-unquote invasion, which is insightful language. What is it about any about Elizabeth Warren's policies that is insightful to violence. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Unless this guy, no. unless this Dayton shooter would have gone out there and tried to force universal health care on people or tried to somehow single-handedly cancel student debt, then you might be able to tie it from her. But there's nothing that she says that is insightful of violence. He didn't go into like the 
he didn't go into, you know, a CEO's building and shoot up the CEO. Right. Exactly. Of like a big corporate bank exactly. or whatever. Um, and even if he did that, there's still nothing about uh, Elizabeth Warren's language that is insightful of that. She doesn't call CEOs uh, rats or filth or say they're diseased or anything along those lines. Yeah. Whereas Donald Trump has used historically maligning lan language to dehumanize groups to make it okay for the majority or certain sects of the majority to treat them as less than to brutalize them and murder them right uh, i yeah i can't believe that I must have gotten it confused with the uh, with the El Paso shooter, but like they're saying, yeah, the, the New York Post said the Dayton, um, Ohio shooter was like the one that was like Antifa leaning or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's like that's it, it's a it's a it's a myth. It's garbage. It's right wing, you know, tripe. And Antifa doesn't commit mass shootings. No, it doesn't. Antifa it punches Nazis pretty good. Exactly. It's like people need to realize Antifa shows up where fascists are, yeah. period. People who show up saying, you know, we want to deport or cleanse, quote-unquote, cleanse our country of certain elements, you know, pointing to brown and black people, and anybody essentially who's just not white. And that's when Antifa shows up. It's just like, no, you're not just going to come here and bully people. Well, the El Paso shooter, he specified he was like uh, in his I, I'm not sure if it was in his manifestos or one of his ramblings or rant things or whatever his bullshit. Uh, he said, I want to shoot Mexicans, mm -hmm. Mexicans. Now, why would he specify that type of people right now? Mm hmm. Why would he do that? Gee, I wonder I, why. Who has been saying that kind of shit since the beginning of his candidacy? I don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, because right now, to say his name, to like bring him into this is just for him to like kind of just roll around in it mm -hmm. as if he's a pig and shit. Fuck him. I mean, um, I mean, two points to that. First of all, most immediately... I hope and I will fight that uh, and I will fight for this to to become reality that when he leaves office, I hope his name is so tarnished and so associated with uh, racism, misogyny and every other bad thing that he stood up for that he will not be able to have a single property, a single business, a single monetary entity that's under his name that won't suffer. I mean, he essentially has to be like the new Nambla. Like people just oh, go, ooh, God. I want no part. Even even pieces of garbage are just like, yeah, I want no part of this yeah. guy. You know, he's got to I want him to be like on the Epstein level of like, we're not touching this shit. You know, um, yeah, I want to touch on Epstein as well a little later. And um, the other thing about it is the... Um, the El Paso shooter, he drove over 10 hours, 10 hours to away. commit mass murder yeah. to a place he knew that uh, uh, Lat Latin people congregated. In. Yeah. Like he did his research in order to go out and start shooting up people. 
And he bought, and the magazines that he bought for his AK-47 hold over 100 rounds. He bought that legally. He bought it legally. That's insane. There is absolutely no reason for civilians to have access, one, to an AK-47, or two, a magazine that holds over 100 rounds. Jesus Christ. And don't tell me it's for hunting. Like what? Are, what are people like? People who go hunting with like a fucking AR-10 or or AK-47 with a hundred-round magazine? What are they gonna fucking do? They're gonna turn that fucking deer to paste? That like, essentially it. Deer pate. The thing is, I, I don't think licensed hunters are allowed to use such weaponry. I think, I think I'll have to do more research on that. They typically have to use like pre-approved uh, equipment. You can't use like flesh shredding uh paramilitary art- artillery this isn't like you know uh, the republicans uh and neoconservatives and gun nuts in general they're just like second amendment second amendment second amendment second amendment talks about a well regulated militia mm. well regulated mm. this is not well regulated this is i don't know what this is this is like the the complete de- like decay of our society it's a it's an american sickness that's been with us the entire time a friend of the show jamie vetterame he sent us uh, a great article um showing about the only time the nra ever stood up um against people was getting it philando armed. castile no. because he was an nra member he, he was but no it was it was around the time when uh the black panthers started arming themselves oh that's when they were just like oh hold oh, on oh wait wait we need to put checks and balances in place because blah 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 <laughs> it's like oh i see that's the only that's the only time this country will see if people of color started arming on mass like uh, legal just becoming a card carrying members of the NRA, just arming ourselves to the or teeth. Legal, like legal, getting legally registered and legally buying uh, uh, weaponry. The ref- gun reform would happen yesterday. That's how quick it would happen because that's what would freak out the country. When it seems like it's only like in the hands of white people, it seems like this country is willing to sacrifice itself in order to hold up this false vision of safety it's it is becoming so kind of untenable right mm. this whole system that we have nice word by the way um oh thank you <laughs> I've, I've 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 a i have a history with that word um we'll, we'll talk about that later okay but yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah it, it's just gotten so out of control that um that i I feel like there is there's no way we can we can put the genie back in its bottle. And maybe that's my pessimism showing through be- because I I don't I, I can't see a world where this can cha- this kind of concept the mass shootings just uh, one after the other after the other uh where they stop, mm. you know? Mm. Un- unless Unless there's a, f- and, and and this is a big unless, right? Mm-hmm. If there is fundamental gun reform, you know, uh, and I'm talking like big overhaul. Mm-hmm. So the point where like, you know, the, 
it, it would cause a kind of an uproar because, you know, gun nuts are not going to want to, you know, give their guns back. But they're going to have to because this this is this is, you know, uh, there are too many guns out there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and not enough common like not enough common sense because you know the word of the entire year or years decades is fear mm-hmm. you know and that's what the what this populist president is trying to do he's trying to stoke fear and he's doing it with the help of the media arm of the republican party mm-hmm. um to basically get people so whipped up in a frenzy that they have to keep buying guns to make them feel safe from a phantom boogeyman that does not exist yeah that's not coming to your door it's like people want to equate asylum seekers and use the term illegals which i absolutely hate because i feel that 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 contributes to the whole uh dehumanization of uh asylum seekers and i always try to tell people especially online to Mostly to uh, no effect because these people are are thoroughly like uh, dug into their perspective. But a human being cannot be illegal. An object can be illegal. An act can be illegal. A human in and of themselves cannot be illegal. But when, but when you have the populace saying, referring to Mexicans, uh, Ecuadorians, Salvadorians, and anybody who's coming. Uh, over our southern border and calling them illegals illegals that's imbuing them the very person as some sort of contraband and therefore subject to no law and no rights and no sort of uh, compassion or humanity i mean there are people who are literally who have literally tried to go down to the border with supplies with water with food to help these people who've traversed hundreds if not most of the time thousands of miles to try to get here and these people are intercepted by border agents and the supplies are basically slashed and thrown into the desert ground and these people are brought up on charges right it's like this is this is absolute this is an atrocity yeah just th- just this past week, uh, I think over 650 people were arrested, uh, and I'm emphasizing people, human mm. beings, mm-hmm. were arrested by ICE yeah. in ICE raids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people, in fact, like... What a Sean, coincidence, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Sean King, by the way, um, posted an excellent, like, uh, excerpt, mm-hmm. like... Uh, basically talking about how there were so many people arrested that uh their that entire like entire groups of children at school were left hanging just like wondering where their parents were because ice doesn't have a like a a contingency plan for actually reaching out and telling the parent telling the kids or like uh, organizing uh, strategy so that the kids are not only known but taken to um you know family members or friends of family mm-hmm. no, no no they just straight up arrest the parents and let the kids fend for themselves some of these schools have actually um to give them credit stepped up 
in an almost impossible situation. They're like, if if their parents have been taken away by ICE, bring them back to the school and like we'll put them up in the gym or wherever we have space because some of these kids literally are going home to locked doors yeah. because there's nobody there there's because somebody there one or both of their parents are just gone i'm hoping in some way shape or form that the trauma from this experience is turned around and fuels the future revolutionaries of our country yes i, I agree i hope that these children grow up remembering uh, this experience and hopefully addressing it in a in a healthy manner uh, through support and therapy and community but turning those feelings into something positive going forward and creating creating a cultural awareness that is going to shake this country to its core because if there's anything that American interference shows is that when we put our foot in it, eventually they come and put their foot right back in us. Right. You know, so I'm hoping that these young Latinos who are American citizens or who are becoming American citizens remember this and remind the rest of the voting block as it increases, because there's no way that's going to be stopped that in the future. They're trying. They're, they're trying. trying. Oh, they're trying, but they're not going to succeed. And yeah. in the future, when people are wondering, like, oh, why, you know, uh, why the organization? Why the um, why the move against uh, all the institutions in this country? It's just like because you ripped our parents away from us and left us to fend for ourselves. That's why. It'll be like a children's revolution. Um, but yeah, let, let, can I, can I go back to the um, the shoot the shootings sure. really quick, which is just as God, it's so fuck, it's so dark. This is it's like impossibly dark. But um, and and just 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 a quick side note: Do you notice how it took two shootings in a row so close to each other for the news cycle to finally pay attention to it again? Yeah, there have been other mass shootings this year, but there hasn't been this much focus on it as. Um, as we're seeing now. And I think it's because of the two back to back. But you were saying, uh, I was saying that, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the response to, uh, the bungled response to, to the shootings. Um, the one in El Paso barely acknowledged the one in Dayton acknowledged by the administration that we currently have the president. Mm -hmm. Um, that's currently inflicted on all of us. Uh, but yeah, first there was this, this speech about going to, you know, um, addressing the shootings in El Paso and uh, in Dayton, Ohio. But when he mentioned, uh, uh, he mentioned the towns in his uh, address to the nation. Uh, he said uh, that the shootings happened in Texas and in Toledo. Oh, my God. Uh, despite the fact that clearly they showed the, a picture from his point of view to the teleprompter, that's not what was written on mm-hmm. the teleprompter. He just doesn't give a shit. Have you have you seen a more deadpan and unfeeling apology from a, yeah, from he a was just like, supposed human being? Oh, I have to do this? Yeah. Kind of like... Oh, his, oh. his handlers 
practically shoved him in front yeah. of that podium. I was just like, I was just finishing my ninth hole of golf. Mm. Like, God, yeah, I have to do this. Can't they get somebody else to do this? Whatever. That's the, you know, I'm assuming that's his internal monologue. And I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's what it was. I can guarantee you he asked somebody who's like, you, you mean I can't just tweet this? Yeah. And they were like, no, no. You no. have to talk to the nation. Dozens of people are dead, yeah. Mr. President. You have to speak to the nation. It's just like, oh. So this garbage piece of shit says, says the wrong town's name. To which the governor, uh, no, the mayor of, of uh, Dayton, Ohio, was just like, you know, because it, it, he announced that he was on his way to go there. Mm-hmm. And she was non too pleased, mm-hmm. the mayor of uh, Dayton. As well she shouldn't. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, sure. You know, I don't, I think him showing up here is unhelpful and I'll tell him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he might not show up. He might go to Toledo. And I was like, bravo, bravo. <laughs> so and then the, the second part to this is that none of the shooting victims in Dayton, Ohio, none of the the people that were wounded mm-hmm. uh, that he was he was going to visit the hospital. None of the people that were wounded at the hospital wanted to see him. Yep. He uh, they they pretty much outright said no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had to take. A photo with a child that survived uh, the shooting um, uh, with a baby. And he posed with like a a grin and a thumbs up. And then he talked about his rallies. And then he complained about uh, Beto O'Rourke. Because Beto O'Rourke acted like a human being and said what everyone was feeling when, what the fuck? Yeah, when he was when he was asked, <laughs> you know, how where like where does this kind of carnage come from? I think that was the question. Where does this come from? And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, "You know where was it?" He he literally pulled away from the mic and went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like he's just like he's not. He's like he he literally said. Uh, the president is not tolerating racism. He is inciting it. Yeah. Like it is coming from his mouth and people are being inspired the from calls it. Calls are coming from within the house, people. Yeah. It's it and I gotta say, like, I, I mean, Beto O'Rourke is not the first guy on my list in no. terms of Democratic uh nominee, but uh I gotta say I gotta give respect where respect is due. Like he fully represented what I was feeling at that moment more yeah. than any candidate. It's just like you know, I mean, every candidate um, comes out with their statement yeah. and and their and Denouncing their f- it, yeah. and their feelings on it. But I got to say, like his reaction is what we need more of that. Like from him, from the other candidates, from people in general. Like this, just n- honesty. This needs to stop. Yeah. Like like heads. This is bullshit. Yeah. People need to get kicked out of office over this. Like it's gone on way too long for for god's sake when the mass shooting happened in new zealand um it was either earlier this year or last year um where that mosque was shot up it took the prime minister six days to ban assault weapons six days six days that's it and it was done oh my god meanwhile the quote-unquote greatest country in the world the most powerful richest country in the world can't get it done because it doesn't want to get it done. No, it doesn't. It, they don't. 
They like the the gun lobby is so entrenched. The NRA is has its tendrils wrapped around this current administration and Mitch McConnell so much so that they, he's just like, you know, well, you know, in his Mitch McConnellness is just like we're gonna kick the can down the road for till next year, you know, um, and then he proceeded to you know um, get a uh, a Putin brand on his back. Mm. Because uh, he's oh. uh, he's Moscow Mitch, he, and he hates it. He yeah. hates oh, that. Yeah. Uh, oh, he hates being called Moscow yeah. Mitch. Uh, Moscow uh, Mitch. Maybe we should stop. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stop now. We're we're on a roll. Seriously, he said they they've even started uh, um, coining the phrase uh, "massacre Mitch" because he's literally received millions of dollars from the NRA in bribes. Uh, in order to look the other way or become an obstacle for a comprehensive gun reform. Oh, my God. I I don't understand. These people can't possibly have souls. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Fuck's sake, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore about about all this, about, like, the, the ice raids, this, you know. It's, well, it's just... Well, it's because it's it's percolated under the surface for so long that every once in a while, um, the the overt racism will just bleed through. If if anything, in a Freudian slip, um, in the past. Oh yeah, that's right. You were you told me this story in the past day or two in Modesto, California, in front of a uh, a city council meeting, um, uh, a gentleman who is organizing a straight pride parade. Uh, was at the city council council meeting. His name is uh, Don J. Grunman. Grunman, yeah. yeah. And he was uh, speaking to the council, and he said, you know, something along the lines of, uh, we didn't do anything wrong. We're like an honest racist organization. And when the word racist slipped out, even members of the city council started laughing. It erupted into like the I I when you showed me the video, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> like I I I like it was like something that's so funny and it happened so quickly that it um you were kerfuffled. I, yeah, I, I it just it, I was like, what just happened? What just did that just happen? <laughs> And then I I had a delayed like laugh response to it because I I couldn't believe like it, it's so crazy how um, the right wing kind of parodies itself um, so completely like it, it 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 just becomes like a like a walking talking like just it's so if it wasn't so horrifying it'd be hilarious like I'm like the green shirt guy that got popular I'm just like. I'm just laughing my ass off at like such a. Did you hear about that dude? The in Tucson, Arizona, hmm. um, these there was a city council meeting, and these two asshole, you know, these two MAGA assholes got up and they uh, uh, hoisted up their their posters and they were just like uh, talking about you know um, illegals should get deported if they break our laws they should get deported, and they cut over to like they pan over to this dude in a lime green t-shirt um like sitting next to them 
and he's laughing his ass off at them. Yes. <laughs> he is like and and he is laughing so hard because it's a there it's a parody. It's all a parody of it. It's just so hilarious how misguided and silly these people are. His his laughter was 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 so deep and genuine that it looked like it had healing powers. It yeah. was he <laughs> and if any of those guys looked at him they must have they must have been diminished in some shape or form because it would like wow this guy we're not going to get to this guy at all no like, <laughs> no definitely definitely not um but yeah it's <laughs> i mean i don't know uh that's 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 the kind of uh that's the kind of thing we need now in terms of like the uh to fight back just like whenever these ass, whenever the 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 neocons raise their fists, we just laugh at how like ridiculous they are. Mm. I I agree with that, um, but there needs to be um, additional measures because these neocons, uh, when they feel like they've been stripped of power, they've proven time and time again they get violent. Yeah, they. When, when they have no other option, they feel as though they have to rise up and in their minds be patriots and start spilling the blood of uh, innocent people. Um, and I'll just and I will never I will never, ever give them a shred of legitimacy. No, they are of course just not. absolute basura. 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 Um, well, we got to we got to switch over. Let's switch it up. Switch, um, switch, switch it up. Uh, you know, because it's 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 tough to switch over because these are these are subjects that I feel like are so like I don't know. It, it it's it's hard. It, it, I don't want to make it sound like we're blowing this off as like you know that was the news. Yeah, but it's we we urge our listeners to you know keep this in mind and be mindful of of the harrowing and dark things that are happening around us and to take action when voting time comes around because we need to get these assholes out. Not even voting time. Like, look, uh, you can vote with uh, your dollars as well. I mean, just really quickly. Uh, Stefan Ross, who's the owner of SoulCycle Equinox, ah uh, yes, and the Miami Dolphins. Um, he's amazing segue, by the way. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> he, he's throwing a fundraiser for um, uh, for Donald Trump, and uh, a lot of people are upset about this and are being very focused in the way they are going to respond. Uh, people are moving away from the brands that he owns and are and is associated with, and I. I am all for it because one of the one of the lasting changes that happened during the civil rights movement was that there was not only um, marches and protests, but economic protests, which really makes the establishment listen. When you hit them in the pocketbook, things start to change. People take notice and the groups that are protesting in that manner gain power. Good, good. So that's I, that's how I feel um, we're going to make the change, uh, not just for this 2020 election, but just going forward in general. We cannot let these people uh, continue to have their foothold on people's necks uh, 
economically, we have to hurt them back. And this goes this goes for anybody in any subject, whether it's racism or income inequality. Now, um, I, I totally agree with that point. And then um, on Twitter, Army Hammer, you know that actor? I um, think so. He was one. Of, he played the Winklevoss twins in the Social Network. Oh guy, wow! Okay, uh, the Lone Ranger. Um, <laughs> he went after Marvel. Uh, really? He was like, "Big, if we're gonna boycott Soul Cycle and Equinox, we should boycott Marvel because um, their chairman uh, is also a Trump supporter." Oh. Um, and I did some digging, and you know, I. Which is to say, I googled it, mm-hmm. uh, and I found out that uh, yeah, he's he's the chairman, but he cut ties with the company a while ago. But he's still a figurehead, I yeah, guess. Yeah, um, well, Marvel for the MCU, not Marvel Comics. So, well, uh, they Disney slash Marvel, they got wise to like his. Uh, I forget that guy's name. His mo, yeah, yeah, me too. And and he is forgettable, but we shouldn't forget or, re, or or think that people like that can exist in the spaces that are becoming more and more uh, diverse. Yeah. I mean, he was chiefly responsible for keeping a certain amount of diversity from entering the MCU. I think he was. I think he was against the Black Panther movie uh, for quite some time. It, it could have happened sooner um, if not for him. But uh, yeah, Marvel. Uh, wised up and they were just like I don't think this is we, we don't yeah, want this, this is not a good look for us yeah you know it's like there are billions on the table yeah. we can't have your your racism getting in the way of that you know and I yeah. say that because Marvel's a company they're here to make money and I'm not going to fault for them for that but at the same time uh, through their business dealings in order to optimize their profits they're actually doing some good too. Yeah, you know, it's just like and that Black Panther movie—it's standing tall, standing way tall. Still holds many records. Uh, still in the billion dollar club, and that second one is going to be lit. Yes. And with that, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes Texas. on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here. You heard it here. Guys, yeah. we, we just want to thank you for, I think this is our 112th episode, <laughs> maybe our 113th episode. And we want to thank you nice. for sticking with us this far. The You few, you proud, you band of brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sisters. And sisters and, and trans folks and anybody who, anybody who supports us, we got love for you. Yeah. Unless you're a right winger, yeah, and a racist, yeah. Then in which case, what the hell are you doing yeah. listening to us? You're you're hate listening to us. Well, get ready to hate some more. Hate, 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 hate. Because we're only expanding, and we're going to be coming to you hard over Ooh, the next few months, man. You're going to see us. Shit. You're going to be seeing us in more places, uh, more prevalent, and uh, we're looking to kick this up a notch. Yeah, let's kick this up and bam, let's kick this up a notch. <laughs> So I got to say, for the first time, I am truly, truly excited about um, a uh, a TV DC event. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, they're actually going to 
where where is it taking place? Is it taking place? Well, explain it to me. I, I, it's hard for my me to process this. I I wish I could I could be as eloquent as possible, but I can't because I'm still stuck on some of the casting. Oh, tell me, tell me, do tell. They've gotten Kevin Conroy to play Bruce Wayne. Oh, I don't mean old Bruce. I don't mean animated. Live action. Live action. Live action. To hear that voice and to see him do it, it's, it's going to be. Oh my god, that's epic. gonna be killer. That that it could be the trailer alone, but they've also got Brandon Routh to come back as Superman. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Yo, I, I have I have to see this. I have to see it now. I I hope that somebody has reached out to the original Wonder Woman, um, Linda Carter. Yeah, yeah, Linda Carter. I hope that I hope somebody has reached out to her. I, I I'm all for this. Yes, I think this is this is like a a Pablo level idea in terms of <laughs> infusing DC with like good energy. Yeah, yeah, just like bringing in everybody from past like oh from past man. movies and oh. TV shows. That would be amazing. Oh man, amazing! I really can't wait for this. <sighs> Uh, is it too much to hope for Christian Bale as Batman oh. to like just show up? That would be like friggin' crazy. That would be, oh man, I, I I feel like he might be too expensive for yeah, TV. Yeah, he's totally too expensive. You know, I don't even think I've seen him do any TV. No, uh, works as well. But that I would only be a- work in movies. <laughs> Stay out of my sight line. You know. <laughs> McGee, tell him to fuck off my sword line. <laughs> He'll never live that down, you know. No, as well he should. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I understand. I understand you're in the groove. I'm not faulting him for that. He's he's obviously a method actor, and he's very serious about his work. But for God's sake, you're on a movie set. I know. There are a lot of people yeah. on a movie set, man. <laughs> oh my God. But dude, tell like so. Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Um, I almost said Infinity Earths. Whoops! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't get us sued. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I, I'm now I'm psyched. So it's gonna be Arrowverse, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. You know what? I, I'm I have to I have to check it out. I have to check. Yeah, it out. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'm not. I'm. I don't even watch those shows, but this. This could be freaking epic. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I watch. I watched a lot of the Doom Patrol. Mm, how's that? Um, it's pretty great. Um, it, it, it's like I don't, I don't know if you saw Legion. Um, oh, I only saw the first episode. The first episode, yeah. but it's kind of in that style, except it's a little bit more like the humor is darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's almost like. I'm not gonna say boys level dark because um, that's that's darkness on another scale, which we'll touch on in a moment. Yeah, um, but yeah, you should check it out. You, uh, if if you're like you know kind of jonesing for a superhero TV show, I, I think Doom Patrol is where it's at. Okay, all yeah. right, cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's also narrated by the bad guy, like the villain that they have to tackle is the narrator of that show, which is such an interesting concept. I love it. Hmm. Um, oh. Yeah. They also have Black Lightning for uh, Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earths. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> like somebody's not fucking around oh, over there. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope my wife wasn't sleeping. 
Um, yeah, she's awake now. I uh, know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Getting hair bandaged. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as, as excited as we are, they won't. They won't get as dark as a series we recently just finished called The Boys. The Boys. Wow. Based from, on the Garth Ennis book of whew. the same name. From the first episode? Oh, my God. Dude, right? 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 I mean, you told me. You were just, you told me you were watching The Boys, and I, I was like, yeah, you know, I've seen that they've been pushing that advertisement hard. You can't. You yeah, can't, you can't. You, you can't turn on your fire stick without that giant yeah. banner just being <laughs> blasted in your face. Also, the posters, which are pretty cool. The, yeah. the poster, the they look cool too, and they're everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, how to describe this show? It's brutal. Yeah. Um, it's frightening to to imagine a world with metahumans slash superheroes running amok they're all dicks absolutely all of them and somehow while they're all dicks they've given them all a certain amount of dimension um they're a little twisted but they have different motivations like uh for example the speedster what was his name a train a train um first of all i just i I just sort of love his whole motif. Like, you know, he's the A-Train. The A-Train is typically associated with going to Harlem. So yeah, yeah. It's black uh. and this, then, the other. But his relationship with that um, sort of like D-list uh, superhero model who became a porn star. Popclaw? Yeah. I I couldn't believe, like, the... I, I, uh, I'm actually currently reading the book, which is much more brutal and scumbaggy uh-huh. than the show but I, like there's something i don't i really don't want to spoil the show there's something that that character popclaw does to another character in a sexual situation that is i couldn't believe i had to look away was it the thing was it similar to the thing she did to her landlord that's exactly what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What a way to go. That's how I would want to go. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever. If, if you got to go, yeah. go, go with, with a smile. smile. <laughs> uh, we have fun here. We have fun. <laughs> Wincing through the pain of... Of the the events in real life, yeah. where we retreat into pop culture. And you gotta have an escape. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll go mad. Yeah. <laughs> mad, I tell you. Mad. Um. But yes, that was gruesome. Uh, the show starts off not fucking around. It's like you're okay. You wanna? You came to see superheroes, huh? Well, this is what it's what it could be you know <laughs> and we're not fucking around this is this is gru- it's harsh it's gruesome um and it has carl urban killing people with a baby by the way <laughs> the effects of that moment when he uses the baby <laughs> i was blown away folks just to clear things up the baby 
um, has superpowers and can shoot lasers from its eyes. Superman style, yeah. And he's using the child to cut down uh, bad guys. And it was so unbelievably surreal and dark comic booky. Yeah. And I loved every second yeah, of it. Every second of it. <laughs> I was just like, whoever, I, I wish I was in the, um, uh, what's the room called when they're all doing like a cold reading before they actually they're good. it's called a cold reading yeah. a cold reading yeah uh, oh no no yeah yeah i don't, I don't know I, I just i just wish i could see the look on all the actors faces when they're describing the setup to the scene and then how it actually plays out like so you're telling me i'm gonna take this baby that can shoot lasers out of his fucking eyes it's just brilliant, Mike. <laughs> I just wish I could have been like in, you know, a fly on the wall with Carl Urban, you know, talking to his uh, wife, Kate, <laughs> Katie Sackoff of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Fair. are they really married? Yeah, they're, yes. He's married to Starbuck. Oh, wow. Lucky bastard. Good, um, <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Um, I imagine her to be exactly like her character. Yes. <laughs> Starbuck and Dread. Dude, it's crazy. So, oh god, man. yeah, I know. I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, I'm I'm just imagining he like he's reading the script in his house, and he gets to that part. He's like, "Pipe, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> <laughs> These guys die getting sawed in half by lasers from a baby." <laughs> All right, that, I, I need to stop that. She's uh. like, she's like, would you be quiet? I'm trying to memorize a script for another life. Ooh. He's like, good luck, that baby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She is, she's so much more. Like, I, I hate to keep blowing smoke up her ass, right? But she's more talented than that show deserves. Yeah, yeah, for, folks. If you haven't seen uh, the sci-fi show on Netflix called Another Life, don't. Don't. It's just not where I'm not even trying to shit on Katie Sackhoff. It's just not good. It's not good. Uh, but anyway, the boys, the boys, um, all the characters are are interesting, scary. I think that uh, the um, Namor slash Aquaman character, the deep, the deep um, great porn star name, by the way, <laughs> he I think that he and a train are set for some sort of. Um, either redemption or character turnaround in season two. And I'm speaking as somebody who hasn't read the comic. Right. I'm still, I, I just, I, I'm halfway through the first volume mm -hmm. and they play it pretty close to the chest, but there's, there's two humongous changes. Okay. Can't tell you what they are, but uh, uh, they do change Homelander's story. Um, from, from, in the comic or yeah in the comic they change it from you know uh his relationship to butcher okay by the way i love that name billy butcher yeah oh my god <laughs> uh also the female is is uh, i i really love that character the female uh the female she's got a name kimiko kimiko yeah yeah. Who who gets the kind of braining from a speedster that I've never seen on film. Oh my god. I thought she was dead. Yeah. 
She should she should have been mush. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> um. But yeah, her character is like I love her character, and that actress plays it so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To see her sort of like rediscover her humanity. Yeah. The the scene in the bathroom where she's combing her hair, I was just like, this is this is acting. Like yeah. this is top grade act because I'm I feel connected to her now. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I, with the deep story, I. I don't see a redemption for him because he, to me, he's a, he's an idiot scumbag. Yeah, right? for sure. And I actually think he's actually going to become a, uh, cause I haven't read the comic, so I don't, I'm just speculating, but I actually think he's going to become a villain. Hmm. I mean, I think he's going to do something really horrible okay. in the next season. I think he's like going to flood New York city or something. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Cause I, wow. cause he seems bitter that they cast him out. Yeah. Um. So, we're going into spoilers uh, a little bit, but yeah, he's a, he uh, with a train. I see more of a a redemption if he survived, um, because if. they kind of let him off on a cliffhanger a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I so me and my wife we were watching this show and she, I I don't think she thought that. She was going to like it, mm-hmm. but by the second episode, she was like hooked because <laughs> um, she had like, uh, you know, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of like a harsh, uh, you know, opening to the show. Yes, extremely. I've never seen I've never seen a death like that, even though it's way out there, but it was so visceral. And the yeah. way and the way they just drew it out, I was just like, "Oh my god!" And like the coldness with with what happens afterwards, it's like mm. I gotta I gotta go. Yeah. Um, I I know we're 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 doing a lot of talking around this subject, but trust us, like we'll 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 go into full spoilage next week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just watch the show, please, please, please watch the show. It's really good. Um, but yeah. Uh, I uh, I think we should start wrapping it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, just quickly, Andy Serkis has been hired as director for Venom Two. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's a brilliant guy. Yeah. Um, has he directed before? This is his. I think it's his debut. Okay. Um. At least we know the creature development will be on point. Yes, you know, like yeah. so. And being that this is Venom, you know, I I hope that it's not like one uh, a slick black blob fighting another gray <laughs> blob on screen at night. No, it'll be a slick black blob fighting a slick red blob. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Probably. Hopefully not at night. <laughs> Probably underground. <laughs> oh my god! With the lights off. <laughs> I hated that. That like, uh, you know, fuck it. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I hated Venom. I really did. It only had like two scenes where I was just like, oh, this is good. Um, but uh, it was, uh, it was what it was. It was like a '90s superhero movie. 
anti-hero movie that was like trying to be edgy and then it just devolves into uh two black blobs fighting each other at night and i couldn't see shit it's true it's true i mean they hopefully it'll be an improvement this new one because it'll be carnage right yes yeah carnage is supposed to be in it and they're uh since sony still owns the rights to spider-man um they are going to be looking for some way to integrate uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man into into the Venomverse. Well, the Ke- Ke- well Kevin Feige came out and he was just like, "Yeah, I w- I'm ready to start bringing in Venom into the 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 greater MCU." That would be interesting. Also, I don't know what happens in Homecoming, and this got ruined for me. But apparently, Spider-Man is going to need a lawyer. I don't know what happens that he's going to need a lawyer. But oh, in they, Far From Home. You in mean. Far From Home, right. They mention that it's go- probably going to end up being Matt Murdock. So, oh, God. Yeah. So, oh. uh, And that's where we got to leave you guys off. So, uh, <laughs> Edging. <laughs> <laughs> so from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. <laughs> <laughs>